Hello, hello, and good evening, everyone. Welcome to Inside the Bottle. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Nickerson. Uh, first and foremost, I want to apologize on my end a little bit. I have not been creating a ton of content lately on any of my social platforms. Um, as you may or may not know, I am a chef at a very large hotel as my day job. And April has been one of the more busy months that we've had in a while. So my apologies there. I hope to get back into it as we approach May pretty quickly. It looks like I'll have some time for that. But I was itching to record this evening. And that's why I'm here with you at 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time knowing that I have to wake up for work or be ready for work, I should say, at about 5 or 6 a.m. But, you know, sometimes you got to feed the soul. And that's exactly what I'm going to do today. I'm going to try and get some good content in tonight. Um, I got a couple of things that are on my mind that I'd like to discuss. So let's get into that. Um, First of all, as it is inside the bottle, you know we need a little creative juices flowing. Tonight's pretty casual, so I'll be here with some Tito's and some water. Um, and another apology, you might hear something in my voice. Uh, have a pretty bad cold, I think, right now. Maybe allergies, but, you know, again, just another apologies for the voice. So, don't, don't, if I'm being too nasally, my bad, you know, bear with me, please. Alas, so the first topic I want to get into is a term used in mainly the heterosexual male community, but certainly not limited to, um, is PNC. And no, I do not mean the bank. Um, What I'm referencing is called post-nut clarity. Um, That is a term that a lot of people use to describe the emotional clarity that is received after sex. Um, Gosh, where do I even begin with this? Uh, First and foremost, PNC is not a feeling that is limited to men. And I think that the reputation to PNC is a little misunderstood. It's more of just a human reaction. Um, now we can break down the term post nut clarity and a, when you say nut, people automatically think men, um, nut is just a slang term for orgasm. Women, nut, men, nut, dogs, nut, whatever. Um, but you really have to think about what clarity comes after sex for both genders, you know, and I'll, I'll introduce a story that involves me from my freshman year of college. And I think this will give a little bit of clarity to it because I can put it on the opposite foot. So uh, the relationship I had with a young lady my freshman year of college was very casual. Um, you know, some would say professional to a point, not in the terms of money exchange. But, you know, we were just releasing our sexual feelings to each other. Nothing more than that. Keep it casual. Keep it moving. Although we were exclusive partners for a little while, but that's not to think that we were dating or anything, and that's important for the relevance of this story. So we had a pretty good system down, and of course I would never use any descriptors of the young lady. I haven't spoken to the young lady in almost 15 years, so there's no need to potentially embarrass her or myself. Anyways, um, you know, we would occasionally, or occasionally, okay casually hook up at times and the routine or the rhythm was once we were done we would go back to our respective dorms whether I was at her dorm or she was at my dorm and there was never any you know confusion on what the purpose was so some could say that that was a sense of post-nut clarity for us to be finished sexually and for either her or I to say okay you can leave now And that often is 
considered so rude. But I think when you come to the reality of things, it's just people have shit to do. You know, courtesy. Let's use the word courtesy. Whether you have class in the morning, whether you have a roommate, whether you just like to sleep in your own bed, that clarity comes right after what you were trying to, I guess, achieve was achieved. You know, sexual frustration is a human thing. So for people to be seeking a sexual relationship that often will blind them to things that they would consider inexcusable at other times. Now, again, let's not dive too deep into what we think I'm talking about here. Let's look at the let's look at the actual definitions here. When you're attempting to have relations with somebody, there's always going to be a slightly different mentality or attitude towards another person than there would be if you're not. It's just it's just natural. It's human nature. So in this particular instance, again, to put the shoe on the other foot, I as a male am used to leaving afterwards because that's her PNC. Her PNC is I have completed what I want to do. Now you can go. No problem. So the last time me and the young lady hooked up, um, I was at her dormitory. Um, we had met at a random party somewhere, um, you know, unintended, not like we came together or planned to meet up, but saw each other, began dancing. One thing led to another. It was a vibe. No problem. Um, go back to her dormitory. We engage in sexual activity. We finish sexual activity. And at this point, we had been consistently, you know, engaging with each other for a while. So that, I mean, again, as an adult, when you're in a consistent sexual relationship with one partner, you know each other. You know each other's touches, each other's feelings, each other's wants, each other's needs. That basically optimizes sex, correct? So at this point, apparently, I was doing a pretty good job. Whatever. So I think that changed her PNC at that point, because the last time we ever engaged, once we were done, I <laughs> admittedly had already prearranged my exit because I knew the schedule. She didn't want me to leave that time. Uh, she was actually quite upset that I left. And I think the fact that I left is why we never engaged again because her clarity was different. I think at that point, she saw that I was somebody that she wanted to be with, and I was not at that point in my life at all, um, respectfully. So the post-not clarity doesn't necessarily mean that you're done with someone. It just means that you see things clearly now because you're not jaded by the sexual craving. Perhaps she thought that she was using me as a sexual object or that again this was a casual relationship but once that happened and certain feelings were still there she then wanted me to be more than that which respectfully was not what i was looking for i was 18 years old you know just looking for post nut clarity myself so things didn't work out and that's no big issue but it's just a great example of the fact that post-nut clarity is not what people think it is, which is why the reputation of it should maybe be a little altered. So let's not even just talk about that in youthful terms or adolescent terms. You know, let's talk about it in adulting. Um, I've been blessed and am incredibly happy to be married to the love of my life. 
and we've been together for over a decade, about 12 years. And even to this day, you know, when we're both having sexual cravings or when one of us is having sexual cravings and we have relations, once we're done, it's it's like we just switch gears. You know, it's it's almost like a focus on moving forward. We, you know, have not been blessed to have children yet, but I can only imagine when you have kids, you know, once you have an orgasm, you switch gears pretty damn quick. You get some clarity on what's important in your day and you might be willing to let a pot burn on the stove or to let somebody be late to get picked up or be late to work even in the middle of sex. But as soon as that shit is done, you realize, oh shit, I'm fucking late. Yeah, of course. That's the post-nut clarity right there. It's not to say that you don't love this person or that you don't want to be with this person or that that was a poor decision. That's not at all what the definition is. Definition is my apologies. Could that be your particular post-nut clarity? For sure. Absolutely. There are people that feel that. But that's not to define what the term means. I can tell you right now, there's times that, you know, we may be engaging in activities, my wife and I, and we're all in. But as soon as we're done, one of us realizes, fuck, I'm late to work. You can lay here all you want to. I have to go. You know, that's the clarity that I'm speaking of. So I don't want to dwell on that topic too long. I mean, the sexual topics are, you know, at times risque with people and I honestly want to save this topic for when I have some guests on here that can speak to it. So we'll revisit that going forward. But I just wanted to spend a little time giving some definition of that and maybe kind of fighting the slander to the term or bringing a little understanding to it because conversations I was having with some other people about it, it just, it's, it seemed wonky. Like there's no way that you think post nut clarity is like a bad personality trait or something that somebody did wrong. You know, that, that's just human emotion. But anyways, like I said, I don't want to dwell on that topic for too long. Uh, one of the things that I decided when I created this platform is that I was going to use this as um, a way to express things that I'm struggling with digesting myself. I think saying them to the world and out loud and in public can help me understand that it's reality. And I'm really struggling with a decision that I made this morning um, because I just, you know, I'm getting older. I'll be 32 in about six weeks. Um, as I've said before, and as many people know, I am a professional chef, so I've been around the culinary industry for most of my adult life and will be around it for the rest of it. I have to start making changes that are in my best interest health wise. And as a chef, you fucking hate dietary restrictions. Like good God, I, I can tell you right now, I've always called them, uh, genetic deficiencies is what I call them. And God, I'm saying this out loud. It's so hard. I am going to make a dietary change um, that I know and believe is for the betterment of my health and will elongate my life. But goddamn, I never thought I would get to the point where I would voluntarily exclude something from my diet that I enjoy. And I, ha I just have to admit, I have so much more respect for the people that make those decisions for the right reasons. Um, it's industry-wide that we bitch about people like, oh, you're not a fucking vegan. You're just choosing to be a vegan. 
I think that's harder than having to be a vegan. You know, I think someone saying no to gluten voluntarily is harder than having a reaction because you don't have a choice when you have a reaction. I could fucking eat a bowl of pasta right now and be okay. And I think we all know where I'm going with this and I'm very embarrassed right now. So please don't slander me when you see me. But the way that your body feels sometimes and the way your body processes sometimes it's just it makes you feel like shit and i look at myself in the mirror and i'm already unhappy with my body size you know i was an athlete all the way through my freshman year of college um and obviously being in your 30s is not the same uh but goddamn i just don't want to i don't want dad bod i don't want to lose my shape so you got to make tough choices and tough sacrifices. So this is me saying out loud, God damn it, I'm so embarrassed. I am officially going gluten-free. I fucking said it. There you go. I have to. I have to make lifestyle changes that is going to allow me to be able to be active with my family, be active with my kids, be mobile, stay on my feet, and enjoy the longevity of my life. You know, I walk around the world and I see people that no matter what shape, size or endurance they are, they don't enjoy the functionality of life. And that's not my energy. I love the functionality of my life. I love being active and I don't want to lose that. And God damn, I, uh, I'm struggling through this, but I've been able to analyze my diet over the past probably seven to eight months and realize the things that make me you know, sluggish. They make me sleep more. They make me turn down activity. They make me, you know, immobile. Uh, gluten bloats me. Makes me feel like shit. And when I really broke it down, like, I eat gluten a lot because it's available. And please, by all means, don't fucking kill me for slandering gluten. I fucking love pasta. My wife loves pasta. And I'm definitely going to have the conversation with her where I don't want this to affect her diet at all if she doesn't see it necessary. It's just me trying to take steps to really optimize myself. You know, if you look at the body like a machine and not like a luxury, you realize that it needs the right energy. It needs the right fuel. And we're all different. So I, I suggest everybody look into their dietary optimization because to have that little extra every day is incredible. And you know like i said this isn't easy for me because just being in the culinary world and being a chef you call bullshit on that stuff all the time but you know i really think that i'm making the best decision for myself i'm making the best decision for my family i'm making the best decision for my business as well you know to for me to be more active and more powerful is likely the best thing i can do for everything so that is what I have to say about that. Um, I want to try and express some things that are tough for me to say virtually every time I'm streaming or every time I'm recording. So, dear God, that, that I'm sweating right now. That was a tough one. I'm going to take a drink uh, because that one was tough. So really quick, I want to do a couple of quick hitters and transition here. Um, first and foremost, I want to give a big, 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 big fuck you to all the anti-supporters out there um you know we in the world in the world we live in in 2023 the internet has so much power that 
people who are unhappy just choose to berate people. And what I'm attempting to do is break the mold on the fact that we can talk about shit. You know, for me, a chef who is from an African-American, you know, poor community to say that I'm focusing on my diet for my health, catch flack for that. Fuck about none of that. Fuck about none of that. Like, what is you talking about? I don't. I don't understand how people can hear somebody say that they're doing something for their betterment and have something negative to say. And so it's a big, big, quick fuck you to everybody that's got something negative to say. I know it's coming um, preemptively. Not a problem. Um, I'm engaging in this not just for myself, but for everyone else. Um, And again, a big explanation that I really fucking like gluten. So this is kind of tough for me. Um, Another thing I want to say is that I'm not, when I talk about this diet, I'm not going to be the person who eats gluten-free bread or gluten-free pasta. Nah, that's that's too close for me. That's going to break my fucking heart. I'm cool with the lettuce wraps. I'm cool with the veggie bowls. Like, I, it's one or the other. I can't be so close to it and not say fuck it. I don't give a fuck. So those are my two quick hitters on that. And from there, we're, you know, we're done with the diet. I don't want to use this platform as something to talk about, you know, my diet or what I'm doing. That's not what this is about. This is about talking about situations in the world and, you know, communicating about things. And as much as I would love to sit here and talk about food, um, food is not the topic right now. So let's move forward. I am, I don't want to say excited. Um, I want to say, antsy for my next three topics because these these are three topics that i'm going to lump into a category of shit that has been on my fucking nerves since i planned on recording and you know this this is the section of the show where i'm probably gonna rant and anybody who knows me knows my rants are pretty epic so it's probably gonna be a bold one but We're going to try and streamline this and get through my three rants that I have for the day. Um, Gosh, which one do I want to start with? I'm sorry, I actually misread my notes. I have four rants to go through today. Like I said, I really needed to record tonight. I needed to get some stuff off. So we're going to try and streamline this, but you know how I get. So it might get deep. First on my list, let's talk about McDonald's. For anybody who fucks with me on Snapchat or social media, that was the one thing that I took time to go in on. I guess I'm going to say it and I might get they might buy my show or just block my show or find some type of copyright law that I didn't follow and get me off the air because they're assholes like that. But I'm going to be one of the first people to say it. Fuck McDonald's. Fuck McDonald's. Fuck your whole business plan. Fuck that clown. Fuck what you're doing. And I'm going to tell you why I'm saying fuck McDonald's. Because I was a victim of McDonald's preying on people who are so used to their services. McDonald's was designed based off that bullshit ass movie you guys made with Kevin Costner. Based off that bullshit ass fucking slogan you guys all have. Oh, one one billion, sir. Fuck you guys. I was victim of McDonald's preying on people who need to eat at certain times a day. Now, before I figured out my diet situation, actually, currently still, I'm still engaged in this. I'm fasting every other day because, like I said, my birthday's in six weeks. If you know me, you know I believe in a shirtless birthday. I'm just trying to clean it up a little bit. You know, I got a little five, ten pounds to lose. No problem. 
So I'm fasting the other day. I'm on my way home. <laughs> in the city I live in, there's not very many options. I had to go to McDonald's. 10.45 at night. These bitch-ass niggas tried charging me $13.50 for a deluxe chicken sandwich with cheese and bacon and a medium fry. Now, for people who don't understand what I'm talking about, McDonald's was built for people with low income to go get food quickly and be served well. That was the structure of McDonald's. You mean to tell me that for a chicken sandwich and a medium fry, I owe you the better part of a $20 bill in today's economy? To me, that says, y'all said fuck everybody who we built this shit off of. We don't give a fuck about none of y'all being able to afford this. That's crazy. And I, I'm serious when I say this. I, yes, I, yes, I was very upset the other night, and I got a little exaggerative. But no, I'm serious with this. Like, who is McDonald's for? Because if we're going to say McDonald's is for high-end clientele, I feel like we're wrong. If we're going to say McDonald's is for people who want to spend a lot of money, I feel like we're wrong. I feel like McDonald's is for the convenience of those who want to spend less money and eat fast. And based off the fact that you have to wait in line for 20 minutes right now, and you got to pay $20 for a fucking chicken sandwich and fries, who are you satisfying? Clown? I guess it's appropriate that Ronald is a clown. Because that's fucked up. And I also want to, as I say this out loud, I want to throw Subway bitch ass in there. Because I was born in the 90s, bro. I still know the jingle for a $5 foot long. For me to go to Subway and pay $10 for a 6 inch sub and get bullshit? We need to start holding places accountable. And stop being so fucking accepting of what they have to offer. Like, yo, what... <laughs> I'm not calling for a boycott because I don't ever expect anybody to join in the energy that I have, but catch my black ass at McDonald's. You take a picture because I'm never going there again. $20 for a chicken sandwich and fries. I mean, my wife will eat the, the egg McMuffin or whatever for breakfast. That bitch is like fucking $10. Now you're strictly taking advantage of the fact that people in the lower class have finally gotten the wage raises and finally are finding themselves closer to the middle class than they ever have been. And for that, you think that you can charge more for the same ratchet ass bullshit that y'all put out. And I'm not with that. So that's all I have to say. I'm, I'm not giving no free publicity to them. I'm done talking about the clown. Move on. All right. So next up, quick hitters, we got something that I think the next two topics, I didn't even fucking understand that these were controversial. So that's why I want to talk about them, because I'm just now realizing that there's a debate about this. And the first one, pff, come on now, um, chicken wings. Niggas really eat drummies? Like, that's, that's really a vibe? Because I didn't even, like, I try to get rid of my drummies when I buy whole wings because it's flats. Like, who eats the drummy? And... I guess ever since I have been more active on social media and, you know, I promote the things that I enjoy or I show the things that I make, motherfuckers are really telling me that I'm crazy for only eating flats or going to beat up. I mean, like, okay, every time I've ever ordered 
bone-in wings from B-dubs. It's all flats. Fuck about a dollar or two dollars, whatever y'all charge. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I, I don't, I'm not trying to eat a drumstick. And I just, I, I didn't even understand, or I guess I never knew that people ordered them bitches. And how I got multiple people in my DMs and in my comments and shit talking about, you crazy nigga, drumsticks is the best part, that's all the meat is, the white meat. Bruh, I, I, I can't even respond to you logically because I don't eat them bitches. So I can't even tell you like why you're wrong or what part of it I enjoy or how, I mean, I braise them sometimes as lollipops because I have them because I cut them off of my flats because a wing to me is a flat. I don't, I don't eat a drummy. If I wanted a chicken leg, I'd eat a chicken leg. So again, I'm not going to give much, much conversation time to the quick hitters because they're mostly things that I post, but I mean, I'm really not even hating. I guess shout out to all you niggas out there eating drummies because you allow me to have all the flats. So whatever. I just, I truly, truly didn't know that niggas like drummies like that. Like I just figured like they have to give you a drummy because it's one of the components of the wing. Like I just figured we all got drummies because they were like, well, we got nothing else to do with that. And it's a wing. So you have to get drummies and flats. I didn't know niggas like that shit, but again, I, hey, paint me pink, man. I had no idea. Um, second to last topic of the night, and this goes kind of hand in hand with the McDonald's topic. Um, Spirit Airlines, we got to do better, man. Like, no more Spirit Airlines. Every time I see something about Spirit Airlines, it's some ratchet ass, dangerous ass shit. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, on my mama, I've never ridden a Spirit Airline. Never. So I can't even attest to how awful it is. But from the testimonies I have in the videos I see, niggas need to do better. Like, when we look at things like plane tickets, bruh, you cannot be so hurt about the price trying to save money on a plane ticket. That's your life, bro. Whoever you're flying with, your family, just yourself, whatever. So let me tell you how this conversation even starts. Let me backtrack a little bit. I'm getting emotional. I saw a video today of a loaded spirit airline. Somebody filming out the window. The nigga is taping the wing on the runway. He is put, oh, it's, it's mechanical tape. It's made for airplanes. There's tape on airplanes all the time. Bruh. And the girl in the video even says so. Bruh, if you're taping the plane while we're on it, and niggas can see you taping the plane, bruh, and we're known as the most turbulent airline, and we're known as the cheap airline, and we got recycled planes, like, come on, bro. We gotta stop buying that shit. I mean... What is saving 50 bucks on a flight if you're going to fucking crash? And don't hit me with no statistics on plane crashes, blah, 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 blah. It don't matter how many planes crash in a year. If you're on the one that does, that's all that matters. So I really just, again, I'm not giving no PR to none of these companies because they're all things that I don't support. But if you saving $50 on a ticket and you're flying spirit, I need y'all to take a moment and think, bro. Like, 
are you are you ready to die is that the decision that you decided like the money is so tight i would die for this flight that's the spirit flight for sure and as i have family members that travel i travel my wife travels i i couldn't i couldn't it could never be me could never be me gosh it's been a great show um very excited to get into this last topic because it's probably the one I was the most excited about coming into the recording. Um, this is basically why I wanted to have the recording. Uh, for all our listeners, if you don't know what's going on between Disney and the state of Florida, I would suggest that you tune in because it is getting incredibly spicy and even more interesting. Um, basically... I, I hate to sum it up because it doesn't do justice to the dedication that people have committed to the project. Um, but you have to in short term talking. So to sum it up, Disney about 55, 60 years ago, when they went to Florida, um, reached an agreement with Reedy Creek, Florida to in a way become their own Soviet nation. Um, Disney basically they don't pay road taxes because they have their own road construction. They don't pay public service taxes because they have their own police and fire force and medical force. They don't pay, you know, water taxes because they have their own water supply. Um, you know, Disney is its own self-existing structure. And the reason that worked for Florida is because Florida and the panhandle needed a reason for people who weren't down there to come there and disney created the tourist attraction of all of the southeast coast so that brings so many so many people to florida that it was a no-brainer for this agreement to come about now fast forward to 2022 when you have likely the third or fourth biggest dickhead slash cocksucker in all of congress in ron DeSantos, that is now the governor of florida um, he is prepping for a run at a presidential candidacy. And what better way to do that than to come up with a big splash play in Florida's economy that makes it look like you turned Florida into New York. Um, so he targets Disney um, and decides that he's going to attack the 55 year old agreement that they have. And attempt to charge them for taxes and potentially back taxes because they have not been paying them. That was very, very B-O-L-D bold. Let's use the word bold. Now, I really want to make sure that I'm using that term bold in a derogatory sense when I'm talking about Ron DeSantis and not necessarily Florida because, I mean... If you're an American, you fucking love Florida. As much as we don't want to, we love Florida. It's got the perfect weather, the perfect beaches, the perfect coastline. I mean, it, the rules are fucked. Don't get me wrong. But Florida as a state, you love Florida. It's just ran by dickheads all the time. So I definitely want to use the term bold in a derogatory sense when I talk about Ron DeSantis because um, he is the definition of what I would say there's snakes on the plane. Um, and for somebody who is still endorsing a bill that was worded as the don't say gay bill in schooling, um, again, attending to alter or change history by 
not speaking about very relevant and important cultural things that have happened. Um, what else could I say other than it's bold for you to attack Disney for your claim to um, political and economic success in the state that you are not achieving that in? I don't know any other way to explain it. And please allow me to elaborate. We can all define um, economic success in our own terms. And virtually whatever we define it in, um, unfortunately, Ron DeSantis has not been able to achieve that in the state of Florida. Um, What he has done has come up with some uh, very old world and... I mean, no other word than outrageous bills and laws through the state of Florida that ride the the wave that Donald Trump started with the MAGA movement and further divide the state of Florida um, from left and right, liberal to conservative, you know, whatever you want to define it as, um, further driving the spike in that. And it's just... It's incredibly cowardly that rather than choose to succeed as a governor and give economic success, that would be the best way for you to earn a presidential nomination. You would choose to attack a staple industry to not only the state of Florida, but the entire country and likely the entire world um, as a quick way there. And what I mean by that is that If Ron DeSantis was able to pressure Disney into paying taxes in the state of Florida, the economic growth to the state would seem like it was credited to the governor. Now, we don't think about the long-term effects that the hit that Disney have would surely raise prices so high that tourism would drop, um, in-season population in Florida would drop, which means that all of the small businesses that people spend money at outside of Disney because they're traveling there would suffer and likely close, even though it shows economic growth via taxes. The only way that would help is if that money was given back to those small business and taxes. And based off of the conservative efforts of Ron DeSantis, I don't likely see that being the way that that would go. But I digress.
just really quickly, I want to say Mother's Day is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, I lost my mother about eight and a half years ago, and I miss her every day. So I just want to remind everybody, show your mom some love. Um, go see her. Give her a call. Send her a card. Give her a big-ass hug for me. Um, you know, just take advantage of those times. Um, always sentimental in those times of year for me. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Tito's, although I'm not sponsored as I look at this bottle that's slowly ending. Um, best vodka in the world, vodka for dog lovers. Go get it. Um, also want to give a big shout out to the Grizzlies. Um, I'm a huge diehard Laker fan. Uh, we had a chance to close out tonight and Memphis invited us in their house and kicked the shit out of us and they definitely earned themselves another opportunity really hoping the lakers can close out on friday because i don't need the anxiety of going to a sunday game seven um so let's go lakers please don't fuck around anymore um and lastly shout out to chicken wing prices um we went through a really rough time in the pandemic but i'm happy to see pretty much everywhere is at a consistent dollar 99 a pound um that's leaving you walking out of the store with a big pack of the whole chicken wings for about 10 bucks um get back in the chicken wing game oxtails are still high um ribs are coming down a little bit steak is through the roof so chicken wings are good right now go and get on the chicken wing wave again this is inside the bottle my name is kyle nickerson appreciate you guys hanging with me tonight i'll talk to you guys next week all right thank you yeah sure